0: Welcome to our next episode of SME Funding. My name is Lynette Nduli, the CEO of Innate Investment Solutions, and I'm joined as usual by Kumaran Padiachi. Kumaran, how are you doing? Very well. Looking very dapper today? You too. Ah, Thank you very much. This is the best looking funding show on TV right now. Well, today's subject is something that I think in the context of South Africa is one that funders as well as entrepreneurs are all looking at the space in manufacturing and the space for industrialization. But more importantly, how do we fund these big projects? Kumarin and I today are going to explore a little bit about what is required, how to set ourselves up for success, what is happening in the market space related to manufacturing, to localization and industrialization. And hopefully we're going to come up with a few solutions today that are going to help get more and more South African businesses into this priority sector. So Kumaran, as the show started earlier this morning, we were chatting about this big buzzword, industrialization. And we were chatting about the opportunities that exist but also the huge capital amounts that are needed to make it a success not just for the South African economy but also for the businesses that have the greatest potential to move into the space. Just how much funding do you think is available at the moment both in the private sector and the public sector to help um, SMEs in particular move into this big space?
1: For manufacturing there's a lot of incentives and a lot of uh, grants and a lot of funding that's available. However, it's a paradox, not necessarily for all aspects of the requirements mm. and not necessarily for all phases of the requirements. Mm. So, but, and there's a, there's a lot more niche funders that are out there that one needs to find, like trade finances and mm-hmm. the like. So, let me give you an example. Um, uh, some of the incentives and uh, grants that are available from government for manufacturing relate to certain specific uh, subsectors yes. or aspects, like it could be car manufacturing mm-hmm. or it could be on the solar side. As an example, I'm just yes. throwing these out as examples. So it may not cover the wide spans of manufacturing. Mm. So so that's uh, one. Number two, uh, manufacturers, if you go and look into their various needs that they have, and we're going to go into that into the show mm. in a few minutes, Uh, working capital is probably a massive one uh, that's a big gap. And though there are funders for working capital within manufacturers, that's generally where a lot of the problems are, in my view.
0: All oh, right. So, Kumaran, with that context given that there is a lot of funding in the market, but I suppose the, the entry into that market space is, is very limited, often the barriers to entry into manufacturing are very high still from a South African context. What role do you think funding institutions could play a little bit better in making sure that there's better traction for entrepreneurs who are moving into this particular space?
1: It's always difficult to, to say what a funder should do. Is it
0: education perhaps? Is it skills development in the space? What's lacking? If you'd think about it from a, as a funder who has maybe seen some manufacturing businesses come into your I would place. like to
1: shift it to say ah, it's more okay. on the entrepreneur. Because uh-huh. the funders, they would, uh, to survive as a business, a funder is going to communicate, they're going to market, mm. they're going to put out there what they offer for the sector and what it entails. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe they could do that a little bit more, you know, by raising the awareness. Uh, The issue for me is on the entrepreneur, the SME, to go out and research and find these very manufacturing specific uh, funding options. Mm. I would like to talk about what are the typical funding needs that a manufacturing business mm. has and, mm. and use some examples of that mm-hmm. and that can be the frame in which we can then talk about the funding challenges and how to go about that mm-hmm. shall we do that let's go for it all right so let's look at a typical manufacturing business it's any business that makes a thing <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> and that can be in a wi- in a wide form it could either be doing process manufacturing yes. which is making lots of uh, w- uh, specific uh raw materials, Mm -hmm. um, that it's just processing a little bit, like a steel pipe as an example, just as a simple example. Or it could be doing, if it's not process manufacturing, discrete manufacturing, where it's making a complete unit, you know, Mm. a complete device. And so what are the typical needs against that? One is, in setting up a, a, a manufacturing business, Generally, the premises ends up being a big issue yes. because the manufacturer requires specific needs that are very different from a normal office. Mm. it has to be located near uh, arterial roads or maybe a railway track depending on the type of business mm. and and it may have certain health and safety requirements so the yes. the property becomes a very big thing mm. second it starts needing to buy expensive plant and machinery, mm. and it can't move every couple of years. So the decision around the property, given In this places. expensive plant and machinery, uh, generally an integrated decision, mm. right? So mm. it t- Sometimes they tend to buy their, their property, not always, but mm. at some point. So the property requirements is one big one. Um, the equipment manufacturing, it's all about equipment, right? Massive equipment that needs to be bought every 10, 15 years perhaps, and so that generally is a a massive funding uh, requirement, Mm -hmm. and one would typically approach the banks and non-banks for that. But every time a manufacturing business wants to go to the next chapter, it requires, oh, I need another 10 million rand worth of equipment. Mm. And that's at those next break points or, or chapter points is when they they, they struggle. All this
0: expansion is where the struggle right. is.
1: Then okay. after it's set up, it's got all this manufacturing uh, plant and mm-hmm. equipment and machinery, then it needs to buy raw materials, either buy it locally or it's going to import them, right? Yes. And then put them into the factory and then do something to it and out comes something a bit more uh, refined and mm. completed. But then what are those requirements for that for that uh, uh, raw materials? Mm. It's got to buy it. If it imports it, it may take three months to come from the share. So there's, there's a time factor there. There's a time. There. And you've got to outlay money up front. Yes. Let's say a million rand you're right, with uh, your suppliers. They may or may not give you terms. If they're overseas, they're certainly not going to give you give terms very really easy. Then you bring that stuff, uh, the, uh, the materials in and it may take you a month to produce it, mm-hmm. who's paying you for that month? Nobody. Then you sell it to your distributor, your customer, and they may pay you uh, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. So just imagine that you know you're bringing the stuff in. You mm. need to uh, uh, working capital for 30 to 60 days for that. Manufacturing it another 30 days on top of that, and then your terms to your customer another 30 to 60. It's potentially 150, 180 days, six months. Of working time. capital cycle mm. and there's no funder that generally funds all, all elements of that together. Yes. So you would have to go to a trade financer, a bank may do that, but mm-hmm. you also have non-banks that do trade financing mm. just to help you bring in these law, uh, raw materials, let of credits and the like. There's a lot of niche ones there. Mm-hmm. S-
0: so after the break I'd really love to ask Kumaran, how do you finance time? because definitely as you look at the manufacturing process, it's very time dependent. It often depends on moving items from a a fixed date to a distributor and finally to your end client. And all of these things take, again, time. So when we get back after the break, I hope you continue to tune in and we're gonna learn a little bit more about how to make sure we find viable manufacturing concerns in South Africa. Welcome back to SME Funding. Before the break, Kumaran and I were discussing the working capital requirements, but also the amount of time that is required um, to manufacture any goods and and different products that go out into our space. Kumaran, how do you fund time? You know, there's a lengthy process between the design and the ultimate output.
1: We're going to talk about that, but uh, maybe I realized we should have started the episode by talking about some examples of the type of manufacturing okay. business. So, can I just do that yes for those? Yes, you may. All right. So, manufacturing can be someone making, if you're making a cup or Keys. making uh, small things, or you could be a kitchen manufacturer. You could you be could, making shoes. You could be making shoes. You can be all the way Keys. to a to a large engineering business that's supplying the manufacturing mm. uh, car manufacturing industry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be this massive, uh, industrial plant manufacturing. Yes. It can be someone operating in a 200 square meter uh, little factory outlet. So
0: Out of my garage, Kumar. That's it. Perfect. Exactly. And you're
1: making widgets and you've got a few machines that are going. Manufacturing covers it all. And we are talking on the show about it all. Yes.
0: So, Kumaran, whether I'm in my garage making shoes, there's a time function to that, or I'm a very large industrial yes. um, concern, yes. making, say, plasma screen TVs, And um, how do I fund time? Um, and how do I make sure that within the context of my business, my working capital needs and my um, capital funding needs, um, as far as possible, are synchronised right. to make sure that I can continue to manufacture, I can still get my materials in time, but I can also make sure that there's enough of my product in supply yes. to
1: my customers. I would say, starting off by saying that manufacturing, that question about how you find time is a very important one and for a manufacturing category business is even more important Mm. than probably any other sector or category. Mm. uh, It falls into two areas. One, before I talk about the funding, the first one is for you to have the right policies around uh, your buying and your sell side. What that means is that the smarter you can negotiate with your suppliers, mm-hmm. in ter- uh, with terms, yes. that helps you to carve a buffer for the time. Yes. So astute negotiating, astute sourcing and policies around the payment terms from your suppliers mm. will help you go a long way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, payment terms with your customers. Yes. To the extent that you are lax on those two, that extends that time needed to now get a Santa Claus to come and help you, right? <laughs> so, to the, and conversely, to the extent that you can tighten those two up, it minimizes the time that needs to be funded. Mm. So that's the starting mm. point. Mm. First order of businesses start with, the, with, that, with those two sections, right? Please. The second part is now, once you've done all of that, is now to go and find funding for the different elements of so funding the time, your question. And manufacturing, the one side is now to get funding for the supply side, the materials. And there are specific uh, niche funders that specialise in trade financing and supply chain financing Mm -hmm. around these raw materials Mm. and importing stuff from overseas and helping you with the letters of credit and the like. That's a speciality. It is a niche expertise, mm. all on its own. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of them go beyond that and help you with the logistics and the, the, the shipping paperwork tender. and yes. all of that, right? Yes. And and it's not generally the domain of banks. It's mm. more the domain of those specialists. So I would suggest researching, and there's a good half a dozen credible uh, uh, companies. Thousands? here. Okay. And and going and finding them and the way the right fit. For you is Mm -hmm. so that will fund the supply side. Mm. Then, on the customer side, is normal debtor financing or invoice discounting. But because it's likely to be a regular type of thing, Mm. you'd need to fund all your debtors. So, I would suggest finding a good uh, uh, debtor financing Mm -hmm. house. Again, there are banks that do it, all four banks are involved in that. Yes, also, there are niche funders that just do debtor financing, they're not banks. Credible mm. again, a good half a dozen, six credible mm-hmm. uh, ones, and find the fit f- that they have an appreciation for a uh, manufacturing type of business because there are some mm-hmm. that are more aligned to a retail type of business or a service type of business, and there's some that are more aligned to a manufacturing, and you'd find that fit, and so then those are, those those are the three ways you'd mm. find the timeline. So
0: if I think about it, and based on what you're explaining to me now, Kumaran. As a manufacturing concern, you may actually find yourself in a situation where you can't go to one type of funder. Never. You actually have to have hybrids of funding. Never. So you need perhaps a corporate um, finance house to look at your property and your equipment. You probably need then a trade financer to look at your uh, goods That's and it. your raw materials and how those are moved and the risk around them. You then also need somebody to take debtors, care of your debtor your debtor finance because That's you've right. got a customer base. And then you may need other specialized type of funding dependent obviously on how yes. your business is geared. Yes. Or uh-huh, aha. Yeah. So you're never ever looking at one funder. It's not a one stop shop in manufacturing.
1: Highly unlikely. Yeah. Never is my answer eh, for manufacturing. Never.
0: Okay. So you've also got to be very of then and able to move between to all your, of these got to know spaces. Your stuff. Ah, so over and above knowing the technical requirements of your business, you've also got to know who you're talking to yeah. for many, many different reasons. Yes. So, we you spoke about perhaps the biggest expense in manufacturing being that infrastructure, your assets related to the property itself, mm. where you manufacture, and of course, the equipment. How what tip would you give our entrepreneurs at home about how to best leverage those assets because those assets I think are something that they can use as they finance other elements of their business as collateral and um in time and, yeah. and, and, in time yeah. and not immediately you would say
1: Well let's uh, you're asking a great question okay. let's compartmentalize it first into how they get it, how okay. they can finance it to get it in the first place. Okay. And then after they finance it, your sec, which mm-hmm. is your question, how then they can leverage that. Okay. So in financing, those two categories, uh, first of all, I would start off with looking for uh, incentives. Mm. DTI and the like have certain incentives mm-hmm. for manufacturing sector. You, you mm-hmm. started off by talking mm-hmm. about that. And uh, perhaps the starting point is for the entrepreneur SME to talk to their accountant. Mm. Although I would rather advise going to a specialist consultant. There are consulting firms, yes. again, Google it, that specialize in obtaining you these grants okay. for a success fee. Yes. So they'll say, okay, I'll get you this grant and you pay me a fee or whatever it is. Mm. They're professional. They're sometimes they're uh, divisions within the auditing or accounting firms mm-hmm. or they are standalone. And so that will allow you to help some buffer in acquiring the property, but mm-hmm. if you can't acquire the property, just lease it. Yes. But then you've got to really be smart with the lease, I would suggest, right, yes. so take a longer lease. The term lease of the lease. Because you can't yes. move around this expensive equipment yes. uh, quite easily. And because you're g- taking a longer lease, I would advocate two things, really zone in on the negotiation, mm-hmm because you want a better deal for a longer lease Mm -hmm. and uh, then put yourself in a position to have an option to purchase that where the price formula is pegged so that when you are in a position a few years later you Mm -hmm. can then kick in and buy that property Mm -hmm. and then over and since you're going to be in that property eventually for a long time Mm. it'll end up becoming freehold at some point at some point or uh, the balance with the bond would come down now that becomes an asset that you can offer as collateral for future round of funding mm. right so that's how is how you the, uh, mm. the, the, some plant and machinery. So,
0: something smart that I've also seen some manufacturing concerns get involved in over and above grants and incentives is also enterprise development programs with very large companies where they take advantage of the infrastructure. And I've particularly seen this, for instance, in the pharmaceutical space where somebody wants to make and manufacture, say, lotions or and perfumes. They, and they or, do that
1: for the equipment? And,
0: and, they, and they, well, you use their labs. To test your so products, shared resources, shared resources, sharing the infrastructure. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And so but that that's not a long-term. That's solution, more for a startup manufacturing, but It right? can certainly get your foot yeah, through the door.
1: That's appropriate for mm. startup manufacturing.
0: And so, Kamaran, you, you were just closing the thought there in terms of once you've then acquired. We'll go into that after the break. Um, now, how do we leverage it? Will. All right. Well, to our viewers at home, we'll be back after the break. And let's look at how we leverage all these building blocks to creating sustainable manufacturing concerns. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SME Funding. So before the break, Kumaran and myself were working on building assets for your business. Now, once you own these assets as a manufacturing business, how best can you leverage them? And Kumaran has a few tips for you, the viewer, at home. So, Kumaran, I now own my assets. What's next? How can I use them to now begin to help me acquire other forms of um, capital finance as well as finance that I need for other needs in my business?
1: Well, the property is one and Mm -hmm. the equipment is the other. You've asked a very creative, you've asked a question that, uh, speaks to creativity that should be used in funding and uh, manufacturing or any business for that matter. Mm-hmm. So the property was one that we were discussing early on. Yes. If it is, if you can't buy it initially, lease it with an option. At some point get to buy it. And then uh, because you're going to be in there for a long game, eventually that you will have some equity in the property which yes. can be used as a second mortgage bond. Mm-hmm. Second mortgage bond is still viable to be used yes. as collateral To a funder, maybe a a bank won't like a second mortgage bond, but but a niche funder will. Mm -hmm. And then the equipment that you were alluding to early on, you know, so this equipment, manufacturing equipment, uh, does hold a certain value. It Mm. may be in the eye of the beholder, you know, because uh, a wood manufacturing or a kitchen manufacturing business is Mm. going to be the only one that's going to buy kitchen manufacturing equipment. Yes, but it does hold value. Yes, it doesn't. it's not like technology where it's simply tanks or whatever it is. It does depreciate in market value but but for there is a, long a little enough time. Years. Yes. So you're gonna fund this equipment initially with the equipment financer for five years, three mm-hmm. to four or five years. Yes. But manufacturing equipment most types have a lifespan 10, 15, some of them longer years, right? I
0: think of printing presses. Right. Think of and printing presses. Some of them are like
1: thirty years yes. old. Sure, it won't hold its original value. We've already established yes. that. So after you've paid for it, mm. it's free old. Let's say it was 2 million rand. You yes. funded it for 2 million rand for five years. Yes. In year six, it's it's, it's obviously yours. free old. It's yours. It may be worth half a million rand. Mm. So you can do what's called a notarial bond, a general or specific or special notarial bond over that uh, plant and machinery. Mm-hmm. So again, you can go to your... A Bank or a non traditional funder, mm. and say, Listen, I've got uh, five pieces of equipment collectively. I spent five million Rand over it for the last five years. It's freehold now, it's now worth half of that or 40% of that. Mm. Of that five million, two million Rand in total. And that's
0: f- two million Rand you didn't have, right? So, right. can I
1: give this to you as collateral? Yes. Because over and above whatever else you have, if something goes wrong, you can take this equipment and you have a special legal paperwork, it's registered, it's a notorial bond just proper legal agreement around that and the bank can then take that or fund it and take that and sell it at an auction mm. and it does provide some value. It does. So this is a creative way to, to So look there's at a it.
0: lot of creativity in thinking through. Yes the funding of a manufacturing process because you have to be thinking at so many different levels yes. in this particular game. Yes. All right. So, Kumaran, we, as we were building up on this particular topic, we were also starting to say, well, now, how do I fund myself for success? And what are the things that particularly SMEs in the manufacturing space need to be very, very aware of and detailed about in their funding applications?
1: There are a number of things that are peculiar to the manufacturing yes. business and a funder will want to know that you've got that covered. Yes. So the starting point will be you should have a very strong financial competency in the business. Mm-hmm. And and that could be a financial director or a financial manager. I would say uh, financial manager may not even be good enough and if you mm-hmm. can't afford beyond the financial manager leverage and have a good relationship with your chartered accountant, your auditing firm or your accounting. I'm fir- thinking
0: back to university and I'm just thinking about cost accounting. Yes. And how much we did in that space about very work much. and progress. Very and much in that space. So That's you actually need somebody who's not just good at finances, but numerically gifted all in accounting units and widgets. Those are very different. Those yes. things you mentioned
1: all those terms are spot mm. on very different from a normal Joe business, right? Aha. And if you're not speaking to those things, mm. already the funders is like, hey hang on, you're clueless here. Mm. And then typically uh, manufacturing businesses need, there's a more emphasis on the budgets and the forecasting yes. compared to a normal business. It's mm. important in all businesses but very much more in manufacturing. Because you're applying for some kind of big intervention funding for Plant and machinery, or something, mm-hmm. and to and to say this is what the step change is going to be. Mm. So that implies now you need to forecast, and the level of forecasting detail with all those terms that you just mentioned—break mm-hmm. even, ABC it's costing, cost account—all those kinds of mm. stuff have become very important. So your your numeracy and financial intelligence around a manufacturing business is very specific, and you got to know your mm-hmm. s- stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> In That departments right. yes then. There's a lot of uh, macro risks you you spoke about in the beginning when you started this episode about uh, foreign exchange, importing duties, this, that and the other. So that implies opportunity but also risk. So your proposal, your plan, your ability to answer questions on that has got to be very spot on. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot more considerations and moving parts and variables in a manufacturing Business and you got to know your stuff. You got to be. You got to be. You've so to you've be. also
0: got to surround yourself with the best possible team that mm-hmm. can make sure that these moving parts don't eclipse you. Yes. Okay. Well, Kumaran, we've had a lot to digest here today. But as we close off, what is your tip of the week?
1: So for manufacturing business, we already established that there cannot be one singular funder that covers all your needs in this in this in this chain. So my tip for manufacturing business. Is articulate, and and place the different funding requirements in the. T- mm-hmm. in, if I'm establishing, to the raw materials, to the different timelines, and go out and find appropriate fit funders for mm-hmm. those different elements. If you do that, yes. you will optimize your funding as a manufacturing business. Completely.
0: Thank you very much to you, Kumar. Well, I'm happy to note that my second year of cost accounting did not go to waste on this show. To our audience at home, we invite you to share your thoughts and to share your questions with us about this topic and other topics related to some of the funding opportunities and challenges you currently face. You can follow this conversation on social media at funding underscore SME. You can also email us on SME funding at bdtv.co.za. We're particularly looking for people who have successfully funded an element or all of their business, or those of you who are currently grappling with the process of acquiring funding. And we'd love for you to possibly join us on the SME Funding Couch to chat about your experiences in this field. You're also welcome to watch previous episodes of SME Funding on YouTube as well as the Business Day TV website. We look forward to being back on the couch with you again on the next episode of SME Funding. Thank you very much for joining us.